back to another episode of the Hulu Girls podcast, another Monday, another new episode, and surprise, we're back today for another Monday with a bonus episode. So I'm Emma. And I'm Maddie, and we are so excited to pop in the middle of Hugo for the Holidays with an inspiring and motivating episode for you guys. Yes, this week we hosted Ione. She is a British film, television, and voiceover actress based in LA, but she is from London. Um, She has worked on a number of feature films, including Marvel's Black Widow, and she has guest starred in hit TV shows on CBS, Spike TV, TLC, and the BBC. Literally, she's done it all. She's she, awesome. Yeah, she wears many hats, as you'll hear us say in the episode. Additionally, she is an entrepreneur and the founder of Uplifting Content, a digital media platform followed by over 1.4 million people across social media. Her latest endeavor was writing Uplifting Stories, a collection of inspirational narratives curated by Ioni to change your perspective and maybe even restore your faith in humanity. A direct link to purchase will be in the show notes of this episode, so don't you worry, you guys. We got you covered. Yes, it's awesome, and we had such a great time talking with her. She's so fun. So without further ado, let's jump right into this week's episode with Ioni. Hi, Ioni. How are you? Hi, ladies. I'm good. I'm really good. It's been a a long day, and I'm happy to, like, have a cup of tea and sit down and breathe and have a nice chat. So Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Well, we are so excited to have you on the show today. So thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to us and talk to us a little bit about what you do and who you are. Um, I know our audience is super excited as well. So thanks for being on the show. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So just to kind of get us started, because I know that we've done a little bit of research on who you are. I know that I've read a couple couple of chapters in your book and I mean follow you on social and all that kind of stuff but um to start off like let's just give our listeners a glance at who are who you are so give us a little bit of insight into who you are and what you do sure um I was having a very philosophical conversation with my boyfriend last night so if we're being really spiritual I would say I am uh, existence energy life (laughs) but that wasn't the exact question um uh I my name is Ioni I am an actress a host a voiceover artist uh originally from England and I live in LA moved out here eight years ago and I wow what do I it's it's very difficult when somebody asks what I do I have to say do you have how much do you care and do you have five minutes because it's, <laughs> it's not just one word that summarizes it so I acting and voiceover and hosting is the passion that brought me out to LA in the first place um, in 27 2016 I launched a company called uplifting content which is a, a, a social media platform in which we create and share uplifting content pretty straightforward um, <laughs> and it's a yeah Facebook paid social media I had a podcast um, uh, we, uh, I had a book which came out in September, which was exciting. And, uh, yeah, I have businesses. I, uh, have a rental property in Joshua Tree and, uh, do like corporate videos and stuff like that for clients and a lot of voiceover. So there's just all these different things. There's my kind of Hollywood TV and film acting stuff. And then there's my corporate bread and butter stuff. And then, the Airbnb thing and so yeah and uplifting content there's there's a lot (laughs) yeah it seems like you definitely wear a lot of hats that's super cool yeah oh yeah lots of hats that's awesome (laughs) just learning a little bit more about you so you said that you came to LA eight years ago was and that was for hosting and then you started uplifting content you know four years ago and have kind of transitioned that and ran in with that um 
give us a little bit more on like your upbringing and um, where you came from. You said you were from London originally, but just a little bit more about that and what inspired you to pursue this career path. Yeah, so uh, born and raised in a, a part of London that was very diverse and multicultural called Southall, where uh, white people were the minority. It was very uh, predominantly Indian and Pakistani. And uh, and then black people, and then white, and then white people. So it was interesting. It's like a reverse of like you know what other people's experiences can have been. Um, so it was cool. Uh, we were all there was no real other. We were all just there was just everyone was just very colorful. So that was cool. Um, one of the downsides was um, a lot of my girlfriends and friends at school had very strict parents. Either they were Muslim um, or they were Indian, and parents were very strict. Mm-hmm. And so I never really got to hang out or go out. We wouldn't ever like staying at each other's houses and stuff like that. So it was kind of quite lonely. I didn't really see people much or have many friends outside of school. And I had always dealt with depression a lot. And uh, I just remember being really young, just thinking I wanted to be famous, thinking that being famous would somehow, uh, I don't know, make all my life problems go away. (laughs) And so it was weird because that kind of became the catalyst for pursuing acting. Um, It started off as like, I want to be famous. I want to be a singer. Uh, My singing is so not up to scratch (laughs) to be any. So yeah, I quickly realized that. But in trying all the different things, acting definitely stood out for me as something that I was very good at and that I loved doing. And so that kind of became my direction in life. And then as I began to do it more and more, and as I <laughs> spent years and years trying to get anywhere and failing, um, I, I let go of this idea of this need to be famous and uh, just really appreciate the acting for, for acting's sake. And um, I moved out to LA for acting. Hosting and voiceover is, you know, things that I do, but acting is uh, the main uh, objective, I suppose. Um, and uh, when I moved out here, I a few years into my stay, I was just tired from it all because I, you know, wasn't getting to the levels that I wanted to get mm-hmm. to. And so I started up lifting content and I went traveling. And I kind of put acting on the back burner a little bit, but there was this, this like niggling just niggling of like you should be acting and then it's kind of this weird like it's when it's something that you just love to do yeah you have to do it and so I'm always drawn back to it always drawn back to it and I I have all 2018 I had this like I got a new manager and I I dipped my toe in a little bit but I wasn't really all in and then middle of of this year I was I was just like do it you know like you need to just go for it and be all in and I put together my demo, my acting demo reel again. And that was really inspiring because it was really good. You know, I was like, you've done so much good stuff. Like, I was like, wow. So that gave me a really good confidence boost. And I just threw myself at it with the help of my manager and then also my assistant. We, I, I started submitting for things myself and then my manager was doing it. And yeah, things have been, things have been coming in. And um, it's, yeah, it feels good. It feels good to be like back with that passion, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's super great. You obviously have come a super long way since being back in London and the life you live there. And it obviously feels so different. But, you know, I the saying that if you're doing what you love, you never work a day in your life. And, you know, people apply that to a bunch of different jobs and occupations. But, you know, if you're following that passion that you have for acting, you're. Um, I feel like you're never going to regret that, even though it might be a long journey. I'm glad that I'm glad that it's working out for you and I'm glad you're you know, ta- taking those leaps into pursuing something that you're really interested in and you obviously have so much other stuff going for you too, which is also awesome, but um 
Yeah, and I think that's been that's been a, a thing that has been a noticeable difference since before. There's been a shift. So previously, it was all about acting, and if I wasn't getting anywhere, then it was incredibly devastating. Yes, yes. Now I have all this other crazy stuff going on all the time that I was pinned for a, a TV show that would have been filming this week and I didn't get it. And I, previously that would have been devastating, you know, mm-hmm. to get that close to a show and then to lose out. Um, and this time I was like, well, I did a film last week. I've, you know, I've got all these other things that are going yeah. on. Like, oh, well, like next. And so it, it, I do think it's important that we have like a, a well-rounded set of things going on in life. Perhaps not so much as me because it's a bit much sometimes, but, but it, <laughs> you know, we're not all or, all or nothing so that, you know, there's just too, it's too much pressure and it's too much importance on a single thing. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. If it's all riding on one single success or just, you know, success mm. that you don't even know is ever going to come, then you just, I feel like you do face disappointment a lot. So I'm really glad that you've mm. set yourself up to have a lot of things going for you and you're going to have success no matter what in a lot of different outlets. But you seem like, I'm glad like you've gotten a film recently and that things are picking back up for you. Like that's super, super great. And I'm really excited for you. I know me and Maddie ha- are not actresses of any kind or <laughs> in, in that world at all, but um it's always so, it's always so cool to hear about kind of the behind the scenes stuff of that because I just truly don't know what it's like but I do imagine it's so competitive and it really is easy to get down on yourself and get discouraged mm-hmm. yeah. for sure yeah, absolutely is there like a one roadblock that you could say um that you experienced when you were growing up that kind of shaped you into who you are today or different kind of obstacles you had to overcome uh, yeah, I would say the the main thing is just my experience with um, depression, mm-hmm. um, and just I've I've just tried to uh, dim my screen so that it saves the battery on my phone. FYI, in case you're like, what's happened? I don't know if changed, <laughs> but just FYI. No, you're so good. Um, so yeah, d- my experience with depression has definitely been. A, 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 I feel like um, people who do certain things in like people who do things for others or. Uh, from I've interviewed a lot of people for my podcast and one of the things I noticed is that it's the thing that you struggled with the most that tends to be the thing that is like your superpower or the thing that you mm-hmm. then use to help others in some kind of way so whether it's like you know someone's been sexually assaulted it goes and you know take champions for all of these changes in legislation or whatever it is but for me it was my experience with depression and that and and the way that I've learned to deal with it has been so then my mission became um, helping other people and mm-hmm. doing what I could to sort of help um, people through that. Cause it, and it's ridiculous how much of us go through it um, a lot of the time. So, yeah, I think that was probably one of the biggest things, dealing with it, experiencing it throughout my life. I guess it was the, the catalyst for wanting to be famous because I thought that somehow that would make all my problems go away mm-hmm. and be less lonely and accepted and loved and that would fix all my depression. That uh, was very wrong. There's a lot of depressed actors out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but also the um, the personal development and the overcoming the depression uh, shaped the whole direction of my like business career and entrepreneurship and the work I do with uplifting content and the goal of like uplifting people and inspiring people and um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think that was a big thing. No, definitely. And I feel like especially when you are only focusing on one thing and I think just in general with a lot of actors and actresses who do struggle with their mental health a little bit 
it almost seems like from the outside looking in sometimes that it's it's they're putting all of their eggs in one basket and I feel like with you you've diversified a lot and you have uplifting content and uplifting stories and you're doing different roles and different things um and you're succeeding in a lot of different things too but I'm sure that there were those roadblocks there were those failures there were those things that um, maybe weren't just handed to you at the like end of the day and so have you noticed something throughout your journey that seems to be the most common reason for um, people in your field failing or giving up oh I mean there's so many there's so many factors mm-hmm. um, it is really tough there's there's thousands of people and not as many roles but something I realized something I I guess I just realized that, um, and this is the advice I give to people if they're thinking about coming to LA and pursuing acting, is like, you need to be able to pay your bills. Um, I remember one time being told at drama school, like, don't have a plan B. And I don't, I don't, I don't believe that and I don't agree with that because you need to be able to pay your bills, you need to be able to survive. And um, I know that one of the reasons a lot of people uh, don't continue is because they're tired of the hustle and being broke and struggling. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's hard, it's brutal, it's exhausting, like it's awful. Um, and so I think that is a, is, is a factor. Um, uh, and so me, like I say, I'm in a very different place now where it's a different attitude. I can... I have my assistant submitting me for things. I can be picky about what I want to do and what I don't. I, I, you know, it, it's, I do things now because that sounds good or that seems like a good challenge, um, not because I have to. And then, I, and then I have my manager obviously, you know, putting me up for all like the, the, the bigger stuff. Um, but I know that I've got the security of all of the other things I've got going on. And so, I mean, I, yeah. I, I don't know that my way is the right way, but I just think of all my friends that are struggling, um, you know, like may have been waiters or waitresses and they now don't have that work. You know, it's hard. So I think it's important for, I think for all creatives specifically to have like an entrepreneurial mindset of, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, we love what we do, but we have to survive and, and thrive ideally, not just be surviving. Um, so yeah, but it, so many reasons why people don't get there. Another one, and which I've succumbed to myself over the last few years, was just thinking that I wasn't good enough. You know, all the rejection that I've had, uh, you you think you're. I I started to feel like I was awful, and it was only when I put my demo reel together again, I was like, I'm really good. Like, why did I yes, doubt myself? Like, this is really. Yeah, this is really good stuff. And, you know, it's because there's me and <laughs> thousands of people applying mm. for the same thing. Like, yeah, it's going to be hard to get stuff. Um, so I think sometimes when it's really hard to pursue something when you've lost your confidence, which is why I, you know, took the time off when I did because I wasn't feeling good about it. And now I am back with a vengeance because I feel good and, and capable and I'm throwing myself at it again. So I think that may be the reasons that some people drop out. They just don't think they've, they're cut out for it. Yeah, well, I mean, burnout is such a real thing. I mean, in the creative field, but also just in any job field. And I know that just from personal experience, when you're applying to job after job after job and you feel so qualified or so prepared or you're like, oh, I should have gotten that and you keep getting rejected, it really does just Mm -hmm. damper your confidence. And it's like, how do you go from there? So um, having your, like wearing many hats and kind of doing multiple things, I feel like helps avoid burnout. Um, And that's something that 
is so I, great. I, well, I would say the opposite because I would say it, it's burnout inducing having so many <laughs> just, oh, from really? the, <laughs> just from the I experience. I mean, I guess that's fair. Yeah, just from the experience of having um, tons of things mm-hmm. going on. But so it, it, I mean, it's exhausting, but it's, um, but at the same time, like I, I, I'm able, like there's, there's, I'm able, it's, it's, it's all my stuff. I'm not having to then worry about paying the bills, you know, and yeah. I could, I could just stop doing some of the things I'm doing and, and make less. So, you know, but, um, but yeah, having lots of things going on, definitely it does, it does get exhausting too. How, <laughs> how do you manage? Like, what do you prioritize? Do you time block? Like, cause you're doing so, so much. Yeah. It's, it, you know, it's funny because when I don't have much to do, um, I don't do anything like, you know, you know, someone's like, oh, if only I had all, if only I had more time, then I would, you know, write a book or do all these other things. I sometimes have tons of time and I don't do anything. It's only when I have everything happening all at once that for some reason I'm like, go into superwoman mode and just go insane and just work relentlessly and get it done. It's a very odd thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, I would say that it, like recently it's, even when I've been very structured about writing lists, having things written down and breaking my day down into uh, the time chunking and stuff like that, that's really helpful. Um, That's really helpful actually, it helps with focus. I've been doing a lot of meditations on focus lately and when I am focused, it's insane how much I can accomplish when I just sit down to the task. So I try to be off social media as much as possible. It's quite difficult because I I have a team of people who are like messaging me, asking questions from time to time. So that kind of pulls me away from what I'm doing. And then I've got emails and I've got all these busy. So it gets, Mm -hmm. it's really important just to, um, focus on a task at a time. So yesterday I'm working on an audiobook right now. So yesterday it was just go and do the audiobook for like four hours and I did that. I, I just did that. And it was actually quite nice just to be in one place and do it. And today I had videos to film. I'd set aside time on Sunday to film the videos. And, and this is where it, it can get quite frustrating is where you set aside the time you do the planning you get organized you wake up early you prepare you whatever and then just everything went wrong (laughs) everything went wrong my yeah my like camera was just being a nightmare and so I had like hours on Sunday where I I just couldn't do anything I just felt like it well it I mean it but it was unproductive through no fault of my own like I was trying trying, so hard yeah and I I got really upset about it Exactly. And I would say that like when you get to that frustrating, that's so frustrated, it's just important just to take a step back and I get emotional and I, and I'm, if I'm frustrated I need, and I need to cry, I just cry. And I had a little pity party. I was like, <laughs> I'm just, I'm trying. Can you give me a break? It was really dramatic. Um, no, that's so but then valid. I let it out. That's so valid. <laughs> yeah. But I, I let it out and then I went away and left it and I, got on whatever I, I just kind of stepped away and, and dealt with the stuff that I didn't get to do on Sunday um so yeah I would just say that um focus is really important um trying to be structured in in what you're doing and then also another thing is I need to do something different the amount of stuff that I have going on right now isn't sustainable mm-hmm. so I really need to adjust uh the the whole model because it's not sustainable so and it, what, that, what I'm 
particular are you doing right now? Because I know you mentioned having a podcast earlier, but is that still running? Is no it's not so like yeah so it's a good question so no the podcast isn't running what the way I see it is it's like doing an audit like a, a life audit so I was doing my podcast for about three years and I did an audit in like 2018 no 2019 or 18 or whatever whatever sometime about a year ago and I was looking at all of the things that I had going on and I was trying to figure out all right which what are my objectives and which are what is serving my objectives the most um and at the time the podcast wasn't really generating and it wasn't really generating um, an, an income it wasn't growing in the way that I wanted it to be growing and so I just decided to to hold off on it yeah that makes because it was so much yeah, it was that so much time. Uh, yeah. And so I think that it's important to, from time to time, stop and look at what you're doing. And, mm-hmm. and the, 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 the COVID has been good for that. It's forced everybody just to stop, but to like stop and reassess. And, I, and I'm at that uh, point now where I need to start prioritizing certain things. Um, the, the, the most, the things that take up most of my time is I'm doing voiceover. I'm like, I've got two audio books lined up. I'm doing like, like huge chunks of audio work for like a, a fitness app. I'm doing like corporate client videos, um, auditions that come through. Uh, it's, and then, yeah, got to go to Joshua Tree to arrange stuff. And anyway, um, no, investments that, that I want to be making. Awesome. And it definitely, yes. it definitely makes sense to not do things that really aren't worth your time especially when you're looking at your plate of so many things and I know here talking about trying to prioritize things like make those lists Mm. and I'm I've tried to become one of those organized people too that I you know kind of plan out very intentionally what I have to do every single day so you can just get up go get through it because if not you're just gonna have all of this stuff you know piling up in your head making you stressed out and if you can kind of see it physically look at it and be like okay I'm gonna go through the with this day I'm gonna get it done whether it's you know a good day a bad day or whatever but it definitely everything on that you know even if it's a figurative list everything on that list needs to be worth your time because you are trying to do so much and have all these successes and it you know at the end of the day why why are you putting your time into stuff that you don't need to and the answer is you don't yeah you don't have to um but I just feel like 2020 has been crazy and it's probably kind of messed up everyone's everyone's plans and I know it's messed up me and Maddie's plans because we're both um college students and everything just looks different um have you had any big surprises in terms of kind of what 2020 has brought onto your plate or taken off of your plate in the past year yeah yes but I I just want to circle back to what what you were just saying about the list and the prioritizing and stuff I think that the lists are super important and I think if it's a lot, one of the things I realized was there were a lot of stuff on my list that kind of wasn't necessary to have on, which 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 yeah. you said. And for anyone that's struggling with what to prioritize, the question that I always say is, what is getting me? What things am I doing here that are getting me closer towards my goals? Yeah. And if there's something on the list that isn't getting you closer towards your goal, and you've you know reassess whether it's necessary to be on your list. So that that's like a way that I've helped to. to zone in on what is important to be doing um and then your question about so what what did you say has what in 2020 just about 2020 and I mean 2020 might have even kind of opened our eyes to stuff that we maybe don't need our on our plate like you're talking about because I feel like life was going 
ahead so fast before, you know, COVID hit and the world kind of shut down. And I, I was just asking about, has 2020 kind of revealed to you things that you needed to take off your plate? Has it affected you um, in terms of your career? Uh, 100% with the career because, you know, the whole uh, film and TV industry shut down. So yeah. that was definitely uh, affected. Um, uh, I travel a lot. I love to travel. And so it's, yeah, I haven't left the country since I got back from Thailand in January. That's very odd. I had a friend's wedding in Switzerland that I was going to go to. Oh, Two of my best friends had babies that I haven't oh. seen. Yeah, so all of that got cancelled. Um, oh, that's so sad. I haven't, yeah, so a lot of, so the, the travel uh, was something that was um, taken away. But what mm. I'm grateful for with it is... Um, just being still, you know, realizing that I could be in my apartment for a year pretty much and not be like flying around the world every month, uh, which I was doing previously, um, that I can, you know, just live a very simple life and focus. And another thing that's really uh, struck me is um, just how like much money we spend because <laughs> like I have saved oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I've saved so much money this year that I'm planning on buying a house and I just I just think wow like it's insane and so I, I've kind of become really cheap now in there like <laughs> now I've realized what I can save in a year and what that can do I'm like it, it's definitely shifted how I am mm-hmm. um but then with the in regards to the workload uh a lot of my stuff is online i get i, I film from home i work from home i rec- i have a studio in my yeah. in my apartment for voiceover so all i have just been the work has just kept coming that hasn't ceased in any way but what has been good about covid is that i haven't had anything else to do but yeah, just focus and do yeah. the work because you know so it's yeah it's been I'm grateful for this year it brought me and my boyfriend together um it slowed Cute. me down it made me thank yeah we were neighbor we're neighbors so uh, it's Aww. a relationship out of convenience yeah um and so there's been lots of lots of good things that have, that have come out of it for me Great. personally yeah. not for others mm. and I feel like with 2020 just being the year that it has been it's definitely brought a lot of um good but it's also brought a lot of bad so I feel like it's more important than ever to have these platforms that um really amplify like positive things going on in the world and that's why I kind of wanted to talk to you a little about a little bit about your brand uplifting content and specifically your book uplifting stories um like what inspired you to begin it and um I guess some of the stories that you've heard along the way through creating that brand yeah, so um, the reason that I started the platform is because, as I mentioned, I, I had uh, dealt with depression, and when I was in these really low, depressing, depressed states back in the day, I would always try to find things to watch to make me feel good, um, and I struggled. I struggled with it. Like, there's not really that many TV shows that you watch them, um, and you're like, oh, I feel great. Like, there's just it's always a lot of drama. It's quite heavy, like movies, or it's I don't know. I, I never found stuff that um, was what I needed. I just like, I just wanna be reminded of goodness. Um, And so the reasoning behind uplifting content was to create like a hub of inspiration, like a a place people could go online to find feel good content. Um, And I think, yeah, it was around 2000, 
was it around yeah 2016 and that I launched it and a lot of people were like oh my god we need this I'm just so tired of all the awful stuff that's on social media it's nice to have something uplifting um and yeah so that was the reason for doing that and I also have this there's a couple of uh, more deeper psychological reasons for doing it too because when I'm depressed I I don't want to do much you know I've Mm -hmm. spent days where I don't want to get out of bed and I don't I don't have the joy for life and doing anything is incredibly difficult when we are uh, feeling good and uplifted and uh, like operating at like a higher vibration we can create and we can move forward and do things not just for ourselves but like do things for other people and so the idea is to um you know lift people up so that they can go out and do the things that they want to do and help others and then also um part of the platform is showcasing amazing people that are doing amazing things because i feel like when you hear about awesome good people doing great things mm. you go i want to be a good person or i can do good things yeah it's definitely and yeah, so, really encouraging when you hear those stories and i i love how you were talking about mm. earlier how your struggle with depression has definitely been one of your setbacks but it's also been kind of your ammunition moving forward and how you've incorporated that into uplifting content and uplifting stories and you can use your own experience to be like I understand how you feel and I understand that so many people can need this kind of content this kind of positivity in their life and um, you've turned it into something that can not only be a positive project for you, but can also affect other people positively. And I think that's super, super great. Um, is there like one story that um, sticks out to you that's like really inspiring that you've heard from maybe someone else through uplifting content or uplifting stories? Uh, yeah, so there's 19 stories in the book. Um and all of them, I mean, all of them are, are beautiful. The book is split up into six different chapters. So um, there's stories about human connection. So if you're feeling like you're struggling with like relationships, the story, the human connection stories are really good. Mm-hmm. There's ones about overcoming adversity. So if you're struggling with something, uh, pursuing your passion and purpose, there's chapter about that. Uh, acts of service. So, you know, being good and doing things for others, uh, being a game changer, like, you know, shifting everything, turning it on its head and changing the game. And then the final one is the unimaginable. Um, and so it's interesting because it's like what, what for me, all of the stories are inspiring. Um, that it's like, what is the listener or what is the reader? Um, what are they, what are they looking for? Like true, what, true. what do they feel like they need that, that thing in? Um, but just to give one, um, uh, Danny Chu is a guy and it's, it's so funny cause it always, my, I don't have a favorite one. Um, and it always changes on like whatever mood I'm in. Um, but Danny Chu is a guy who had a mission to cycle a million miles in his lifetime. He's an avid cyclist. Oh, um, wow. he has, yeah, he has um, he has As- Asperger's, and so he's uh, just very he's very analytical. He's always like he's been meticulously counting his miles for like all his life. And it was interviewing him was really interesting because he just like he was like shouting at me the whole time. It was just very adorable. And uh, it, just on another note, for the audiobook, um, I narrated it obviously, and then I've included clips from the interview so that you get to hear the people oh, wow. in the stories. Oh, yeah, really so it's cool. like a really like experiential thing so you yeah so you hear who's you know you hear them saying stories in their own words which is nice um so yeah in 2018 was it yeah 2018 
he was just um, cycling with a friend down a hill, got vertigo, fell off his bike, on landed on his neck and paralyzed himself from the waist down. Oh my God. And his, yeah, his story is in the Overcoming Advertisy chapter. And uh, when I'd spoken to him, interviewed him for the book, it was like maybe a year and a half, two years after the accident. And you could tell that he's still processing it and he's still working his way through the loss of, you know, that. And um, he's such an inspiration. And in in the book, we talk about like what kept, because he felt suicidal, you know, he couldn't walk again um and what got him through it and he was saying that it was all the outpouring of love and support from other people that got him through it Mm -hmm. it was seeing other people that had um, been in similar accidents and were uh you know thriving and doing really well so just like having somebody to look up to um and really stuck with me like I cried at the end of our interview because he's he he said I only you know and he's shouting he's shouting you really you really need to you know um uh, appreciate what you have, Ioni, because you you know appreciate your health and appreciate what you have, and it really hit me because you know like yeah. people say that you know you don't know what you've got until it's gone or appreciate it, but just just speaking to him, you know, like just to think that one day everything that you're all about could be taken away from you um, is is heartbreaking, yeah, it's crazy. and so. So yeah, so his story for me, but 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 it's it's inspiring because you know he's still living and he's not he's got into hand cycling now, so now he's riding around on a hand cycle and you know he's 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 grow he's he's overcoming this tragedy I guess, and um, but to me it really just you know made me just stop and just be grateful for oh, everything and I've been doing that yeah I've been doing that a lot over this pandemic because well one I'm healthy I, I haven't bit got ill and two I've been able to work and I just you know I drive around LA and I see people like closed gyms and restaurants and my heart goes out to people and so it's been a real sobering reminder just to be grateful for everything that we have yeah absolutely I feel like that's the biggest kind of thing that I've realized at least with 2020 and I I'm sure that that's something that finding these stories and um, telling these people's stories through uplifting stories is something that you were able to kind of appreciate, like you were saying. Um, I have to ask, how did you actually find the people and the stories that um, you wanted to include in your book? Um, some of them were people that I had heard of and had read stories about and just thought they were awesome. And then the rest of them, I have a really fantastic assistant and I was like, okay, this is the criteria. Um, and gave a bunch of specs and she did a bunch of research and then we worked, I kind of went through them all and, and got the numbers, got kind of whittled them down and, and, uh, reached out to people from there. So, um, but yeah, it was, uh a lot of online research but then also like I say stories that I'd heard and then I interviewed uh some of my friends as well just people that I know personally that I am inspired by and because I I really wanted it to be about you know just real real people um not celebrities or you know famous people just regular remarkable people um yeah that's awesome Absolutely. I love that. And I love that you were able to pull in, like you said, some of those people um, from your personal life that just inspired you. I know that when starting this podcast a little over a year ago, I was like, who do I host as a guest? You know, because I was like, I don't have any connections. I don't know anybody. And I I reached out to the people in my life that brought me happiness. So mm-hmm. um, I really I like that. And I am excited to continue reading your um, book, but just because the stories so far have been so inspiring but 
as we're wrapping up our episode a little bit and um, kind of getting on a little bit of a time crunch, I want to kind of turn it over to you and ask you just what is something that you would like to leave the audience with, whether this be advice, encouragement, um, something that has changed your life that's like your golden nugget, like it's your tip um, that we haven't already touched on. Yeah, well, um, I mentioned this in, in my book, uh, and I'm actually doing a post about it on Instagram in a couple of days, um, this idea of reverse engineering your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, it, it, it's this idea of like, you know, sometimes people um, kind of have a kind of idea of what they want to do, like work wise, and then they get the job and then, you know, you kind of fit your life around your job. But for me, I think a better way of doing it is like decide the way that you want to live your life and then make all your decisions facilitate that. So for example, for me, I didn't want to have a nine to five. I'm not, I'm not good at being told what to do or having a boss, like conventional stuff. I doesn't sit well with me. I'm too like, I'm not, I don't like being told what to no, do. No, I, I feel the um, same way. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I also wanted to make money without having to do much. Um, like I'm doing a lot right now. Um, but like in the grand scheme of like going to work and working really hard for maybe minimum wage or 25 bucks an hour. Um, like I, I, I what I'm doing now is it, it's 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 different right a friend of mine said to me once work smart not hard and i really like that so i'm always kind of figuring out the way to uh earn more by doing less because i don't want to be somebody that works you know 20 hours a day yeah, like i don't want to do I, I feel you 100 percent on that i feel like i mean some people they do have those passions for those jobs that kind of line up with more of an office nine to five setting but I'm the same way and obviously we're still in college so we're figuring out our past as well but I looking forward I'm really not considering jobs that are maybe those nine to five office jobs because I just really don't see myself you know following that yeah it doesn't and I love what you say about reverse engineering like I am going to make my decisions based off of not having a nine to five job because that's not what I want instead of kind of just following the path that life takes me I'm gonna more you know set up the path for myself and work my decisions around that so I think that's awesome advice I, I really like that um for myself and just you know in general for everyone that's something that people should really take to heart yeah I kind of have a hard question for you because your reverse engineering your life seems a lot like something that we've talked a lot about on this podcast and that is pursuing your passion and um, going after what brings you happiness and what's um, attainable but also something that you're passionate about. How did you know what your passions were and what would your tip be to someone who is like, I don't know what my passions are? Um, If you don't know, just try different things. Um, You live, live life and have experiences and see what resonates with you. Um, There were lots of times where I, you know, I was in a school play when I was in my early teens and that was like, wow, this acting, there's something here that I love. And it just kept, you know, I just, every time it kept coming around, I was like, this is, this is my thing. This is my thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, I would say uh, do different, just do stuff um to find to find what it is yeah you, yeah. you never know until you try right <laughs> yeah you yeah you have to you, yeah I think that we need there needs to be just like a 
just explore explore mm-hmm. live and then you'll find yeah. out things you'll find that spark in something you're like wait this is actually i actually really love this let me go forward with this so yeah i mean that yeah. makes that makes a lot of sense i feel like that's an easy answer but that is the answer that honestly makes the most sense because you never you never do know until you try so i love that and i think you have said so many great things today i know we both really really appreciate you being on the show and yeah, I'm definitely inspired. Yeah, it's been so great <laughs> awesome. talking to you. And it's crazy. We haven't had anyone that, you know, has kind of followed your path of occupation being an actress and a host and a voice actor and all of that stuff. So it's been really fantastic. I know for me and Maddie to talk to you, um, also for our listeners to talk to you, I'm sure they've enjoyed this episode as well. Um, just for our listeners, I know we'll mention this a little bit of the, at the beginning, but for anyone that wants to find your socials, connect with you on Instagram, you know, your site, Facebook, any of that, where can our listeners find you? Yeah, it's uh, on all the socials, it's at Ioni Butler for my stuff. And then for uplifting content, it's pretty much all at uplifting content. Perfect. For that and on, on, Ioni on is spelled I-O-N-E and then Butler, B-U-T-L-E-R. If you guys are curious, um, I'm sure it'll be in That's the... Right. Um, notes as well um but yes just thank you so much for coming and talking to us squeezing us into your busy busy schedule I know we just we're both done with our um college semester so we're kind of hitting the brakes for a little bit but it sounds like you were you're still on the gas pedal so um I'm glad things are I'm glad things are rolling for you they seem to be doing good yeah thank thank you. you thank you so much for being on the show and um, it's been great getting to know you and talking to you and um, hearing more about you and your story. I know it's definitely, um, like Emma was saying, not the typical story. So thank you so much. My yes. pleasure. Thank All you. the best to you. Thanks, yeah, ladies. You as well. Okay, guys, that wraps up this week's episode of the Hugo Girls podcast. That was so much fun. I so enjoyed talking to Ioni. And um, make sure to follow us on our Instagram and TikTok. Yes, ma'am. You can find us at Hugo Girls Podcast. We know you guys can read, but it's just at H-Y-G-G-E Girls Podcast on both of those platforms. We've tried to be more active recently. So if you want to know more about us, our podcast. And uh, about Hugo for the Holidays. Oh, yes. Hugo for the Holidays. It's still in full swing right now. So if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to go check out those. They're a little bit shorter episodes bringing you some holiday spirit and some tips for the holidays. Yeah. So we'll be back at it with you guys tomorrow morning for one of our um, last episodes of Hugo for the Holidays. So we'll see you guys then. Yes, thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.